Mind Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot NY Show. I am Josh Y, and for the first time in a month, I'm speaking to uh, my best buddy, Josh Woot, live on air. What's going on, man? It's been it's been a while since uh, you've graced the uh, the airways. It's been a, it's been a uh, bit of a bit of a nice break from uh, from podcasting after uh, Super Bowl Fifty One and the very successful Lunar Bowl. I know it feels like Obama was still president the last time. I was on the podcast. Um, no, it's been good. I needed to recover um, from the Lunar Bowl. It was that big. That it was that significant. Last time I saw you, you were just a pile of salt after the Super Bowl. It was just. <laughs> it, got to, only that, it got a bit windy, yeah. and I just floated off. <laughs> Mate, yeah, and perfect timing for that salt um, meme to come out. It was just yeah. salt. Bay. It was all just. Yeah, Salt Bay. It was just all too. It was just all too good. Who's who's been that. a bigger like internet celebrity this year? Like Salt Bay or the Catch Me Outside girl? No, nah, Catch Me Outside girl is just taken off. Catch Me Outside. She's, how about that? I swear she's multi millionaire, right? She she signed a television show, which is one of the more fascinating uh, you know developments. Hey, of you the know year. what? I'd rather watch that than Married at First Sight. Hey. I like Married at First Sight. I think it's pretty of entertaining. You do. Of, <laughs> it's, of course, you it's do. pretty entertaining. I love bad reality TV though. So yeah, I'll, mm. I'll definitely check out Cash Me Outside uh, Girls Show. But what you know, what else has been happening? We, we're pretty much catching up live on air here because uh, it's been a busy time for for us uh, the last month uh, outside of the podcast. We do have lives outside the podcast, coincidentally. Yeah, no, it's and, surprising. And, I mean, and you NFL, think that. and it, we kind of yeah. we kind of been putting on our big boy pants over the last couple of months with some engagements and uh, you know housing plans and all that sort of stuff. So you know, it's been tough to to sit down and relax. But we're going to the footy this weekend, so we'll uh, we'll definitely catch up and yeah, I, I have think a few our beers. love for I think our love for rugby league has jumped back as it has kind of um, they've kind of. Uh, put Hayne back in his place a little bit. I don't know. That makes me feel a little bit good. A little bit good. That yeah. is, you know, this, the transition back to the NRL hasn't been as smooth. I don't know why that makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking yeah, of salt. Like, no, no, no. Before I... <laughs> that's funny. No. I uh, Have you tried Pepsi Max Vanilla? I have not. Yeah, so it's a it's a new favorite beverage of mine. Is I'm it is quite... it really that good? Is it better than vanilla do, Coke? Do, do you like vanilla Coke? I, I look, I was indifferent to it. Mate, please, this uh, just sorry, nothing. But oh, speaking nothing. of debating over over food, um, we're going to do this once free agency dies down. But the Ringer did the top fifty fast food items in America. Um, wow, let's we we've got to do it. Just a special podcast where we don't even talk about football once, and we rank. The top fifty fast food uh, items in Australia. We we've got to do it. Wow, that's um, geez, the Mac is not going to be up there, eh? Sneaky sneaky announcement. Um, just put you on the spot that we're doing that. Oh, definitely the McDonald's. No, we need to determine what the fast food chains are, um, because if Guzman Y Gomez is classified, then it, I I am firmly staking my claim for the uh, spicy pork burrito. But uh, we'll, we'll, I don't we'll, think that'll win. I don't know why. I don't think no, we'll have to work out a voting system. We'll have to get a panel in. Um, I'm sure we can get a few of the guys to help us out. But uh, we'll definitely do that. But yeah, so Pepsi, Pepsi Max Vanilla, definitely better than. I'm lo- I'm looking at all these now, and there are 
the ones that won, and I'm like, oh, I'm interested. Um, it's very good. I like this. I like this. Probably I like the best piece the ring has ever done, to be honest. Oh please, I, I don't mind the ring. I think some of their some of their stuff is you know falls flat. But you don't mind the quite, old uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville uh, <laughs> film. Classic. You know, it, it, classic. It... I just I wish Wendy's here it was like Wendy's there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's not quite the same. But uh, you know, the Ringer five and five point eight out of ten. It's got an IMDb rating, a meta score of forty six. So obviously. Not doing as well as people thought. People, people are quite indifferent about disabled comedies. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, all right, before we combine th- uh, some quick combine winners and losers and then we'll jump into all the news of free agency, Vanilla Coke better than Pepsi Max Vanilla? I want to I ask you one question. You all know, right. and I also don't know how to pronounce this correctly and get corrected every time, but I get corrected in different ways, so I kind of feel that no one knows how to pronounce it. You know, the... Um, uh, your kilt, your cult, you know the your little, cult. the little, your cult. That's yes. how you say it. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's um, it, looking this up as we go. Your cult. It's 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 pronounced exactly how it's spelt. Uh, for our American listeners, it's a sort of a antibiotic a, yogurt it, or something. It's a back. It's got a. It's like a got a good bacteria that you know. Whatever helps your digestive anyway. system and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But anyway, do you like that? Yeah, that's all right. Like I, that? I don't know what it is you about like it, but that? I really like it. Hey, it's just far too expensive to drink it regularly. That's why I don't get it. But I don't know something about Pepsi Vanilla. It's Pepsi Vanilla and your cult. That's the just that's the, that's the taste I get from it. Anyway, I love it. Okay, anyway. so a. So Pepsi Max vanilla tastes like your cult yogurt. It's not a yogurt. It's a drink. It's a, is it? It's kind of a yogurty feel to it, it though, right? It is so just liquid. It's not funny. Wow. That sounds... I haven't <laughs> had one in forever. Um, yeah. right. Anyway, so it, it's good. Winners and losers. Let's Bef- go. Yeah, before start. we get to the news, just some quick combine winners and losers. Obviously, you watched it... Uh, I got put on the night shifts at work for a little bit, and the timing's been pretty great with free agency on and, and the combine, so I've been able to have it on in the background while I'm at work. And um, it was it was definitely an interesting combine. I was very disappointed, speaking of losers first, in the edge class because it's been highly rated as this in- incredible edge class, and a lot of the, the flashy names didn't quite t- test as well in the, the agility stakes as we thought. You know, Tack McKinley... Um, Charles Harris, Tim Williams kind of look all looked a little bit stiff and didn't quite perform up to expectations. But you know the the top of that edge class is Miles Garrett, and he just he was an outstanding performer. The uh, I saw somewhere said or tweeted that he's sort of part pterodactyl in terms of just his wingspan and athleticism. That you know he could probably wear a baggy shirt and jump off a cliff and just go base jumping because that's how long his his wingspan is. So he he was a definite winner. What, what did you think uh, watching it? Um, uh, the combine's one of those things that I I take I definitely take more out of it than the Pro Bowl, um, but I still <laughs> Not going don't out take on a that. <laughs> no, I still don't like I don't take that much out of it. Certain positions I do, other positions I don't. Like quarterbacks, I just don't care that much. Like it's yep. kind of they're obviously they're under pressure. They're in the spotlight. Every all all athletes are, but then at the same time, I'm just like. Eh. I don't, I don't care. There's not a JJ Watt running at you. It's completely different kind of thing. But saying that, uh, uh, Watson did look good. Didn't uh, he? He didn't apparently interviewed, interviewed very well as, as well. And what, what I had 
when I did my episode with John Ledyard before the combine was just talked about how certain drills are, are, are huge for certain positions and obviously the interview part that we don't see is, is more important uh, for the quarterbacks. But yeah, he, he had an outstanding combine by all reports. Uh, speaking of interviews, I saw, did you see the um, uh, Dion Sanders primetime uh, comment that he what, when he was talking to the Giants when yeah. they interviewed him before, I just thought that was great. I just thought it was one of the funniest things. Can you ever. imagine if someone the, did that now? The ego, the ego of that man to do that. Uh, it's, I mean, it's amazing because he totally backed it and, up. And that, and, and that story sparked one of the funniest things I've seen on a Facebook uh, group. And by the way, if, if I was running for president, I would eliminate any football analysis on Facebook. It's just the worst. Um, oh. Someone someone mentioned, someone didn't realize, or someone commented on a photo of Deion Sanders and said, oh, this guy's going to be a bust in the NFL. He's got that Johnny Manziel attitude and all that sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, there you go. Hilarious. Speaking of winners, yeah, I do want to mention McCaffrey. I want to beat you to him. Yeah, I thought he was uh, he awesome. Just... He screams, I don't know, he screams like the running back version of Chris Hogan. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Something about him, if he just, I, don't, I, I feel like at, as a running back, he's not going to be a good blocker. You saw by his bench press that he's not the strongest guy. But In, I don't know, in I saying like that, he, though, a lot of the blocking for a running back is just technique and getting yourself in the right position. So, you know, if he can be coached yeah, up well, I, I'm Getting sure down low but yeah. not too low. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, yeah, I think I think a transition to like a slot receiver or something might uh, he, might be in his future. I think he can be if you play him right. He can he can you know if you have an, another capable back, you can put him out wide, and that's why he's been linked to the Patriots because I just think they could use him so so well. Um, I think he definitely reaffirmed his uh, you know talks that he's in the first round. I thought John Ross, obviously huge, breaking Chris Johnson's record. What did he do? Yeah, it just kind of yeah. ran a little race. But, you know, there was talk that he was going to get overtaken by a few of these prospects as the number third, number three wide receiver on the board. But I think he just pretty much confirmed that he could, he could even go top two or be the first wide receiver taken off the board. It just comes down to what a team's looking for in their receiver. Obviously has some injury concerns. But uh, for him to do that, what he did, and apparently with a hamstring cramp as well, is, is pretty crazy. I thought uh, Zay Jones did quite well. I wasn't really that impressed with his tape, but his testing and, and things like that was quite impressive. Jordan Willis, the same. His tape isn't the best, but he put a performance for the ages. If you look at his spark score and all that sort of stuff, his athleticism is 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 absolutely through the roof. So there's some other ones. And obviously defensive backs, they all, they all tested really, really well. A lot of speed and the tight ends as well. But uh, yeah. another loser is Tease Tabor, the the Florida corner was, you know, a lot of them tested well, and he was very, very slow in the forty. I was, I was kind of liking him. I was kind of liking him as a sneaky corner to target in the draft. Who, who knows? He might come good, but I don't know. Yeah, it didn't he didn't do himself any favors at the combine. I liked OJ Howard. I, I just thought he, I'm not, I don't know, something about tight ends in the first round of the draft and things like that. I was just kind of like, I, I'm just kind of feel like a team runs out of ideas, they don't have a great tight end, and they just go, you know what, we'll just take this tight end, no one's going to question us and say it's a stupid decision kind mm. of thing. I feel like that's the approach teams have when selecting a tight end in the first round, but I just think, like, 
if you get OJ Howard, you're good. I just, I don't know. I just, he just, he screams, uh, you know, successful player to me. Yeah, you know, OJ's have had a really successful run in in the NFL. <laughs> I'm watching that right now. I'm watching it again. I love it. Oh, it's the, the best. whole the whole the whole trial and everything. It was just the most ridiculous thing. Can, anyway, congrats whatever. to to uh, Ezra Edelman on winning that uh, the Academy Award. Uh, the biggest loser of the combine, obviously, Reuben Foster, using "Don't you know who I am?" before being drafted. Please, <laughs> you're not an NFL star yet. Just, just calm down, relax. All right, let's oh. um, let's get into some NFL news. Now, we originally planned to record this podcast yesterday, and luckily, we kind of didn't because we probably would have spent 20 minutes speculating on a lot of quarterback moves and I would have spent 15 minutes talking about how I really want Tyrod Taylor to join Cleveland and and all this sort of stuff and so a lot of has happened so it's exactly the same (laughs) it's business as usual yeah it's fine (laughs) uh luckily today or not luckily but just the timing was good a lot of quarterback news so the quarterback free for all or the battle royale as I was going to label it for uh the podcast is is a little bit clearer. Obviously, we'll start with Tony Romo. He he's going to be released by the Cowboys on Thursday. So after 14 years, the the Romo era has ended in Dallas. Uh, you know, Cowboys didn't end up pursuing a tra- trade for Romo, and possibly the market wasn't there given his injuries and and his cap hits. So they're doing the right thing by the veteran to to allow him to choose his next team. I'm sure they have an agreement that it won't be with an NFC East team or anything like that. So. Obviously, he becomes the biggest free agent on the market. I, I feel like you shunned every time I said that he might go to the Texans. I feel like I was just... It gives me mixed feelings because I really love Romo. I'm a, I'm a Romo believer and I've always been a Romo believer. And I, I, I feel like he's one of the most underrated and underappreciated quarterbacks and often way too maligned. Um, with fourth quarter interceptions, despite the numbers telling the exact opposite. So having him in t- Texas with the Texans is going to be tough if, if he does end up there because I love actively rooting against the Texans. So it's going to give me mixed feelings, but they're definitely one of the two contenders alongside Denver. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I, I won't be surprised where he goes, I don't think. Yeah, and look, he's earned enough money over his time now that he can pretty much take a little bit less money with one of these two teams. Obviously, Texans aren't in the best cap situation with the bucket load of money they gave Osweiler. And then Denver, obviously, they love chasing some big-time free agents. So their cap situation isn't ideal. But if the Texans do sign in, it's it's an admission by Rick Smith that they had a colossal up in drafting, in, in sorry, in signing Osweiler to that huge deal. And then for for Denver, they, you got to look at it. What do they do then with Trevor Simeon? Does he become a trade target? There was talks that, that, that Buffalo are interested in Simeon. There's talks that San Fran are interested in Trevor Simeon if, if Romo does land in Denver. So there's a few little situations at play depending on where Romo goes. And we shouldn't rule out any other destination. I'm sure there's some other teams that will come out of the woodwork now that Romo's a free agent and inquire. But let's be honest, I think he'll only go to a contender. Yeah, I... I... I think that it would be smart on the Texans' behalf just to admit that they're at fault and they made a really dumb decision. And I think it's going to only hurt and disrupt the fan base if they keep saying, you know, like, no, Osweiler is the way to go. He's really good. Everyone can see he's trash. And (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, 
I feel that if they just come out and go, you know what, we want Tony Romo. I think this is, you know, this is the way forward. I think this is a smart move for us. Osweiler could even potentially learn from him if they want to go down that path because by cutting him, they're not saving any money. They're paying him. They're paying him that money. So, I mean, mm. yeah. Oh, well, of the two, uh, look, obviously him joining Denver and Houston and provided he, you know, plays all 16 games that even if he's at sort of 75% of what he was in 2014, I think it, it automatically makes them both Super Bowl contenders. Where would you prefer to see him land when you when you look at these two teams and their rosters? Um, it, that's the thing. So I feel like, don't you feel that even though the Texans' defense was, you know, they're very talented and they performed very, very well last season, they still come across as underrated in, when you compare them to the Broncos, even though they were, like, ranked first in categories. It's just, I don't know, it's so weird. And then the offense just kind of flailed out um, at the Texans, but you think, how much did that have to do with Osweiler just not being able to throw Hopkins the ball? Like, it was frustrating at times. So, I think I think if you're Romo, I think the division you're playing in, if, you're, uh, if he joins the Broncos, is a million times harder than the AFC South. And then, so, I think if you want to stay upright and prolong his career, going to the AFC South seems smarter. I don't know. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not really phased by where he goes. I don't think it affects Philadelphia that much. So I think back to that, to that Texans game against the Patriots, and if they just had somewhat of just a competent quarterback, they they beat New England in New England because of their defense. And now you add JJ Watt back, and this is why I kind of don't want Romo to go to Houston so firmly. On I'm, I'm hoping that. You know, the Broncos roll the dice very similar to what they did with Peyton Manning with Tony Romo and, and go for it again. I'm very uh, pro-Romo to Denver, but I think... Either Romo... way, he's going to AFC, so that's great. Yeah, and Romo to... And I, and it's good, and it sucks for my team, the Colts, but I, I, the AFC needs to be more interesting because it's been pretty flat for a while. Like We need... Since Manning retired, there hasn't really been a serious competition for the Patriots, so it'll make the AFC a little bit more fun and and it'll be more interesting but I think Romo to the Texans makes them a I think it makes them a Super Bowl contender depends what that happens with AJ Boye and things like that but their defense is getting I think they definitely get one or the other yeah and it's good timing that Romo is available because if Cowboys held on for so long then both the Texans or the all the Broncos could have signed some other free agents and then been out of the picture or completely so the Cowboys did the absolutely right thing in for for Romo to give him the best landing spot, and um, I, I think it's nice and for them to to think of Romo because I think he was an absolutely a team player last year in in stepping back and, and allowing Dak to take over, and like it would have been tough given that he played on some really bad Cowboys teams for so many years and carried that franchise for a while. So um, it's a bittersweet day for Cowboys fans having been through it with with Peyton leaving Indy. I kind of understand what they're feeling uh, right now. Yeah, but I mean. Manning was successful. <laughs> um, before we move on, I just want to think. I think uh, the game between the Manning and and Romo Broncos Cowboys twenty thirteen that fifty one forty eight shootout um, that was just some peak quarterback play. If anyone hasn't seen that, go back and watch that game, and it'd be quite ironic if he ends up playing uh, for the Broncos in that game. And to replace Tony Romo, uh, Josh McCowan's visiting Dallas. I think that's a smart move to, to secure uh, a really helpful veteran for, for Dak Prescott. 
yeah, I mean, I don't know how much wisdom he's going to part onto Prescott that, you know, Romo couldn't, but whatever. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. All right, moving on. The other quarterback domino to fall uh, today was Tyrod Taylor agreeing to a restructured contract to stay with the Bills. There seemed to be a mixed report every second day on Buffalo from Buffalo whether he was staying or going. One day he was staying, the next he was going. But when you really looked at the market and what was available, obviously Buffalo thought they didn't have any better alternatives um, or, or wasn't quite sure they could get you know their number one quarterback in the draft at, at pick 10. So um, I think this is the best result for them in terms of bringing Taylor back, and it's on a restructured deal. So it's not on that huge sort of money that uh, Taylor was going to sign for. So I think it's it's the right decision for them. And, and new offensive coordinator Rick Dennison you know, campaigned for Tyrod Taylor and was was there when he was in Baltimore. So it, it's a great fit for for Buffalo and, and good for Tyrod Taylor. And they just need to add some weapons around him. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a smart move. I think, I mean, look at, the, look at the quarterbacks in this year's draft compared to the last few years. It's just, you know, it's just nothing to really hang your hat on. Like every single season, you, these quotes come out, oh, you know, this quarterback, reminds me of this player and stuff like people comparing Watson to Manning they're completely different players it's just stupid anyway it's silly it is and I mean I think that's and we like Watson think... <laughs> yeah. yeah but then like I don't know just 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 this this season don't you have the feeling that out of this draft someone's just going to come out of nowhere though and be a stud I, I kind of have that feeling I think, like, it's, it's just... I think it's Pat Mahomes to be honest yeah, definitely. Like he's just the future. No, I mean he, it could be anyone. It could yeah. be anyone. But I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I think the the whole Tyrod Taylor. I'm just glad it's kind of done. Yes, yeah, it could have it, it could have dragged on for ages, and then it was a tired yeah, storyline by the end of it. Yeah, it's tired Tyrod Taylor stories. <laughs> it's just. But I think you know done. when you look at the alternatives, and I know a lot of people aren't really like Buffalo fans are on the fence about it. But when you look at what the other options are. Um, it, there's not too many out there, at least for another few, you know, at least stick with him for another few seasons and then go again. Or, you know, you can still draft a quarterback. There's nothing stopping you. And you do have Cardale Jones there as well. Cardale Jones. Forgot about that, boy. Yeah, keep an eye on him. I remember Matt Waldman was uh, was high on him. Uh, speaking of alternatives, Brian Hoyer signed a two-year deal with San Francisco. Two-year wow. is worth $12 million. It includes $10 million guaranteed. So it's pretty much like backup caliber money, and that's what Kyle Shanahan sees him as, a backup type. Um, it's less than Chase Daniels' contract with Philadelphia last year. So it's it's pretty much him as a backup or, or as a bridge quarterback. So you know, Kirk, The ultimate stopgap quarterback. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is still in play, and we, who knows? They, they might draft a rookie at number two. We're not really sure, but they're, they're not done at quarterback, obviously, um, with uh, with Kyle Shanahan, but at least they have a safety net there in Brian Hoyer, and Brian Hoyer's best ever, you know, numbers are when he played with Kyle Shanahan's offense in Cleveland. Um, so that's let's something... be fair, most quarterbacks do have one amazing season with Shanahan before something happened. Yeah, exactly. So, and it was quite the opposite with Matt Ryan, which is funny. Um, they started off bad, and then it it all clicks. So. It's it's not bad money when you consider Mike Glennon, which we're going to talk about in a minute. It's getting fifteen million a season reportedly. So, is is Brian Hoyer really like seven million dollars worse a year than Mike Glennon? Like, if anything, I don't know. I prefer no, I, Brian Hoyer. I just, I mean, 
Brian Hoyer is what he is. He's not a starting caliber quarterback. He, I mean, he got dropped for Manziel. So that is just that just t- kind of tells you that he will have stretches where he looks good and stretches where he looks bad. And I don't know. I think he's kind of that stopgap quarterback where you can some games you'll have really bad games and you just gotta you know just deal with it. Right but other time. games, yeah. yeah, other other games he'll that you know correct. play well enough to show you that the pieces around him are good enough that if you get a good quarterback, the team might be successful. So, mm. Yep. So, look, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is still in play, and he can still be Do you traded. think he goes there? I'm not sure. Who knows with Washington? It's a complete farce what's going on in their front office with uh, Scott McLuhan and Bruce Allen. Uh, it's just an absolute... Like, let's not even talk about I don't. I don't even want to go there, but uh, I, don't, I, I like the deal for Brian Hoyer with that money. Um, I think he he's fine. I think he's... A great backup quarterback. That's that's what he is. He's a he's a fantastic backup quarterback. And uh, if Would you rather him or McCown, uh, moving forward, Brian Hoyer, I think um, just age and, and things like that. And you know, if you can get a few games out of him, you can rely on on Brian Hoyer at least for for a few games anyway. So works out well. Uh, let's be quick on this last one. Mike Glennon, apparently it's all but done. Uh, signing with the Bears, fifteen million dollars a season, apparently. Which is about right. Like, I don't have an issue with Glennon getting $15 million, but my issue is, like, you had Brian Hoyer in the, your building last year. Is the difference really that much when you could have just signed Brian Hoyer for, for less money? I know they have a stack of money anyway, but um, I, I still think they're in play to draft a quarterback. I, I see Glennon as, like, a bridge quarterback for them or as a backup as well, but they're just going to see if they can get something out of him because he's never really been given a proper chance to be a starting quarterback outside of his little stint yeah, I, in Tampa. I see Glennon as that quarterback where they bring in. Um, by the way, I just I don't like Glennon. I just don't think he has the potential that other people see, but that's another, you know. That's getting a, whole a million dollar thing. per neck inch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to comment about his neck, but anyway. All right, the guy has a huge neck. Yeah. No, he... it's. I see him as the quarterback that come he comes in. The Bears hope he performs really well in preseason and things like that, and they draft someone who he competes with and wins, or he comes in and is beaten out by this rookie sensation who plays terrifically well and you know is the new face of the franchise. That's who I see Glennon as, just that competitive guy who they take a stab on a rookie to also compete against. Uh, Glennon, and then just see who wins out. That, I mean, to me, that's what I do hmm. if I was in their position now that I've got Glennon. It reminds me when the Seahawks signed Matt Flynn to that big deal to be their starter a few years ago, and then they drafted Russell Wilson, and you know they got lucky. And exactly, things, the things same. worked out. I, I just think that's a Except similar situation. Glennon has age on his side. Yeah, and you can't really be a face of the franchise when your face is up in the clouds. He's the neck of the franchise, let's be honest. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, there's still some that was teams. one of your better ones, Thank why? you. Thank that you, man. one of your better ones. I've been refreshed. It's been a month. It's good This with all the stuff going on uh, outside of football right now. Uh, it's a welcome destruction to, to make some, uh, some neck jokes and, and talk some footy with you. Uh, still some teams with major quarterback issues, 49ers, Jets and Browns, still with question marks at the position. Available free agents, Colin Kaepernick, Cutler, Barkley, Gabbett, Geno Smith. Not an 
not the Hilarious. best, not the best pool of quarterbacks, but obviously, I'm super interested to see where Cutler goes because we've never been Cutler haters. We can, we obviously do see when he plays yeah. bad. Like, we've never, blind, we've never been but... lower on him though. Like this is the low point now. I think like yeah. we're, we're not actively it... defending him anymore. Considering no, the way that Barkley, we, can, we still we still play. see that he had a rough time in Chicago over the last few years when he wasn't given um, kind of yeah we'll say the support that he deserved uh, like he I don't know it was kind of like he was never given a fighting chance mm. even if he was playing well there was always were, everyone was just waiting for him to have a bad game so they could go see told you so yeah. I think that's why everyone's so Kaepernick. I don't know. Just that's kind of just question marks everywhere for me. Yeah. But I, Gino, I've written off Gabbett, despite our love for him, uh, just not mm. good. And then I Barkley after the end of last season, still, you know, I don't know. He's, don't he imploded in like one of his last games, which is a concern. But I think obviously the draft is going to be uh, a major factor for these for these three teams and some others, but. Uh, I don't think they'll uh, be solving any of their issues now with uh, unless there's a, a major trade going on. All right, let's. You said uh, the three teams. Did you mention them? 49ers, Jets, and Browns. Okay. I did yeah, mention. I, just, it. I didn't. I didn't know if you did. Come on, mate. Did I stutter? All right. Uh, the Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Uh, will he be traded? So according to Charles Robinson, he's hearing the Titans may now be the front runner to acquire Brandon Cooks. Go away, Titans. Uh, it's a flimsy report, but all along the Eagles and the Titans have been the favourites for Cooks. Last week, Eagles seemingly took off as early leaders in the Cooks sweepstakes, but Titans GM John Robinson has a pair of first-round picks, number 5 and 18 overall. Good Apparently, man. the Patriots try to trade for Brennan Cooks as well. I feel like the Patriots Doesn't just... That, 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 when, the, when the Patriots just chime in like that, I know it's a Patriots thing just to go, hey, you know, what's the what's the price of this guy? Yeah. Just to see. But yeah. at the same time, the fact that they offered something so significant it's still telling. makes makes me think, huh, maybe the Eagles were onto something. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots are just linked to everybody, um, and it's probably just them trying to, like, just scare everybody or, or get teams to pay for more because, like, oh, the Patriots – They'll want to do a discount. Like, I feel like it's all part of their scheming and conniving that they just get linked to everybody because it feels like they've been linked to every free agent. Yeah, you reckon they have a rumor team that just creates hype and just... It wouldn't surprise me at all if it means teams are paying for more, paying, overpaying for free agents while they uh, just underpay for uh, for great, for great players. Yeah. But anyway, uh, look, it l- looks obvious that Cooks is going to be traded and it, if the, if the uh, Saints don't, do it. They're in some. There's going to be some tension in the locker room because Brandon Cooks. I, I want to know what started all of it. I want to know what was so going on behind so the scenes Mike, to start all this locker room bickering. Mike Thomas tweeted, "The jealousy will cause people to part ways, huh?" And then it kind of escalated from there with Cooks replying with, "Where are we? Let me just find it." Uh, tr- trigger figure, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers, and then Willie Sneed also posted something on Instagram as well about about it. So there seems to be some massive tension in the wide receiver corps. Uh, in... Wasn't Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed was shut down by their former corner. I can't. Like, who's? What was their former corner? Had a go at Willie Sneed. Uh, it was their former linebacker Scott Fajito. No, was it? No, it was Junior Gallette, wasn't it? 
when he left. He, no, someone. Oh, okay. Someone had. But I'll find this. There's also some. There's also some tweets that Mike Thomas liked on Twitter about Brandon Cooks from some weird profiles. Damn, Cooks wants a trade because Michael Thomas stole his shine. Sad. So, Michael Thomas liked that. Um, you better than Cooks. He not a bully like you. He also liked that. So. Seems to be some issues for me. It's it all comes down to the kingpin of the Saints locker room. That's Drew Brees. If you get on Drew Brees' side, he just kills you. He just throws you out. Oh, I'm so sad. Jimmy Graham left. Please, you were behind that move the entire time, and you're behind this move too. He is. Uh, you're climbing. You're climbing back into the salt. He's salty. this Game of Thrones like <laughs> character in the NFL. Drew Brees, uh, the Joffrey maybe of the NFL. Just uh, I don't Kenan know. Lewis. Kenan oh, Lewis. Oh, it's Kenan Lewis. There we go. Kenan Lewis just. You want to hear what he said? Yeah. He just starts ripping. Keenan Lewis comes out, just of all people, and well, here we go. Sorry. You feel about He said, no, he said, my intention was to get on Mike Thomas. Hang on, my intention never was to get on Mike Thomas or Brandon Cooks. He said, Willie Sneed made a comment about me, calling me a bum. Hold on, homie. You said bum? Make sure you know what a bum is before you use the effing word bum. And then, <laughs> damn, as we recall, you got cut by several teams. So, mate, I don't know what goes on in the locker room at the Saints, but, you know. It's, it's just not a great organization uh, over serious. the last few years. By the way, he, he, this was um, the whole Keenan Lewis thing, by the way. This was uh, like Facebook Live video or Periscope or something like that. Wow. He was filming himself saying this. Don't thing. go on Facebook Live. It, it doesn't end well if you're an NFL player. Um, Antonio Brown, uh, Alden Smith. Come on, guys. Be better. What happened to them? Yeah. Um, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported the Cardinals and franchise player uh, outside linebacker Chandler Jones, the finalizing a five-year contract. So Jones was franchise tag, but they've signed into a big year deal. We don't know what what the money is yet, but he's going to be in that that Von Miller, Justin Houston range or just under it. He's sort of – no one's had more sacks over the last two years – then Chandler Jones, except for Von Miller and Khalil Mack. So, and, and Justin Houston, you would assume if he played all the games as well, but uh, obviously he's missed some time. But um, that's that's great for the Cardinals, uh, locking down Chandler Jones, and they've still got Marcus Golden for a couple more years on a rookie deal. So they've got a nice pair of uh, bookend rushes, pass rushes for the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that, uh, yeah, I... I don't know. Chandler Jones was just—you knew he was going to be locked up. It just—it was just a matter of time. Not it was—it was when, not if. Yeah. I felt I didn't. Yeah, I never bought into that. You know, something may happen. That was just—it's all good. Uh, you know, there's a new regime in Indy when they're trading with the Patriots. It's been 32 years since the Colts and Patriots have uh, made a trade, and today they did. They uh, the Patriots acquired Dwayne Allen and a six-round pick from the Colts in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Uh, it's a, a bit of a surprising move. It, it pretty much is a, a, a sign that Martellus Bennett will not be re-signed by the Patriots. So they'll let him walk. And the Colts, you know, they re-signed Jack Doyle on a three-year, $19 million contract, which, which looks so much better now, um, considering he's the starter. Um, you know, v- Vernon Davis got $15 million for three years. So would you rather Jack Doyle for $19 million or, or Vernon Davis for $15 million over three years? I know which one I would prefer given the age and, and the offense. How old is Mr. V. Dave? Vernon Davis is, is getting up there. He's, he's been around for a while. 
Uh, it feels like a decade since he's zero for you in um, yeah. our fantasy final. Thanks for reminding me. 33 years old. so uh, And he signed a three-year deal. Three-year, $15 million deal. That That's but, just insane to me. Um, Jack Doyle, I, I feel, I feel like he is the Pagano of players. <laughs> he's like, don't worry. Don't worry, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so the, the, the Patriots, they acquire Dwayne Allen, and it was a bit of a fleecing because the Colts paid... Allen a lot of money up front because they knew they'd have to they're back they've backloaded Luck and, and Hilton's deals for the next couple of years. So they paid Dwayne Allen twelve million last season and the the rest of his deals relatively cheap. So they got a bargain in Dwayne Allen from a salary cap perspective and the upside for Dwayne Allen's huge. Um, when he's healthy and, and played well, he's an incredibly great blocking tight end and a great red zone target. But the issue is health. Um, he's missed twenty three games over the last four years. So that they've got two really great tight ends, but they've also got two tight ends that are often getting injured. And that, you know what I, you know what I felt? I felt like, I don't know. I think Gronk, Gronk has injuries, which always just seem to be freak injuries that just happen. I don't know what it is. It's, I the, mean, maybe it's his, the way wiring. he plays is just insane. But at the same time, Bennett was kind of injury prone and he managed to have a decent season last year. So yep. maybe they can just find, maybe it's something uh, in the water in Boston. Oh, uh, it's, it, Look, you watch. I, I tweeted after the trade. Retweet this if you think it, uh, for when Dwayne Allen is an All Pro because it's just going to happen. It's just the way that the Patriots work and their offense and their system and everything works that they'll take a you know a middling tight end that plays for the Colts that didn't quite live up to expectation. They'll get a full season out of him. He'll be an All Pro, and everyone will be be like, "Oh my God, they only gave up a fourth round pick for that!" Like the, the Patriots are geniuses. You can just see it happening. It's just the way mm-hmm. Belichick works. And I also tweeted... It's the way it is. <laughs> I also tweeted that, you know, Belichick is obviously the greatest coach of all time, but he's so underrated as a GM. Like, he's one of the best GMs of all time. He just pulls off these deals every offseason, and he should get a lot of credit for that because he's involved a lot in the personnel decisions. Um, I want to know the other personnel people that aren't no, ever No one knows. No that. one knows. It's just, it's just Bill Belichick. The rest of the guys are just locked in cupboards, and, and he'll let them out when he needs their help. Yeah, slides food under the doors for Yeah, him. that's it. Um, all right, we won't spend too much time on this, but Ravens, the Ravens released outside linebacker Elvis Dumerville today. Uh, saves him $6 million in the cap, and we'll tell you why they, Smart move. where they put that money. That is correct. I'll do the free agency drop, and then we'll uh, talk some... Talk some free agency signings. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait! Everybody, calm down. It's a chaotic period in the NFL, so uh, free agency. We'll start with wide receivers. Obviously, look, Brandon Marshall was released. Torrey Smith's released. Stevie Johnson was released, and then Brandon Marshall signed this morning or last night to the Giants for two-year, twelve million dollar deal as a. An NFC East supporter, are you scared of this deal or or what? It pretty much just guarantees the Giants aren't going to the playoffs. So I don't really mind. It's uh, it's one of those moves that will just you know Marshall just that's just not where Marshall goes. He goes there, looks good, but you know his teams are never successful. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> saying that. In all seriousness, though, God damn it! Seriously, Marshall and OBJ, like, and it's a great cap friendly deal. It's like six million a get year. Get the frick out here, man! Get out of here. The, oh, he he did regress last year. It's not a surprise. But then I honestly thought he, I don't know. 
I think the whole the whole New York thing is the reason he's there. I'm not I'm not going I'm not viewing this as him going. Oh, the Giants look like a really good contender. I don't see it that way. I see it. They you still know, he's have got his television huge, show and stuff. Yeah, they still have huge concerns at offensive line. Um, it's it's a massive concern, and they also uh, they also still need a quarterback. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> is Eli Manning you know an improvement over Fitzpatrick? I don't know. I don't know about that. He he d- he did look old for the first time in a, in a long time last season, Eli Manning. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that offense in that locker room is because everyone's like. Oh, Brennan Marshall going to mentor OBJ, but hang on, like Brennan Marshall's been driven out of two locker rooms for bad behaviour, so it's not like he's an ideal role model. I know he's changed his ways and apparently he's a lot better now, but it's still like he's still got a little fire in, in his belly. So they, they, there is cause for concern that these two could. Can I? Can I? Sorry, can flare keep, up. Can you finish, finish, finish. Yeah, finish. Right. I've, I've interrupted. Can we segue from bad behaviour and you know? locker room behavior to Terrell Pryor. I feel like he, I feel like everyone could be getting a bargain because the Browns just don't know how to um, assess talent or they are letting him go because they're just worried about how he acts and, you know, the whole locker room thing. It could be Moneyball. They could just be like, "Mm -mm, nope, nope, this doesn't fit in with our graph that we have. (laughs) Um, Also, no one fits in the graph, so that's a problem, but I feel that, I don't know, the whole Terrell Pryor thing, the fact that the Browns are willing to let someone go that they said was the only untradeable player puts plenty of question marks around him for me. Who knows? Like, I feel like he could be on another team, could be that, you know, elite wide, not elite, I don't want to say elite, elite's thrown around too often, but like a player that, you know, is a, a top legitimate 20 NFL maker. wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a number one, yep. but he's got the, there'll be those games where he looks like a number one. He certainly has the tools to do it, considering his position change and, and his development. So, It's such a unique story. I love it, it though. It is. It's it's absolutely a great story. Uh, just last thing on Brandon Marshall. Normally, uh, in his his first season with his new... In, in, in his honeymoon season with new teams, his average for the year is 104 catches, 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns. So there's something to look out for uh, with uh, with that. I still have a funny image in my head of OBJ and Brandon Marshall just, like, arcing up at each other and Ben McAdoo trying to, with his little mow and haircut, uh, trying what? to calm I everybody see, down. I see that too. I see OBJ getting mad after Eli throws it to Marshall and Marshall doesn't catch it or something, mm. and then OBJ just firing up. You've got to be careful with, uh, with those uh, diva wide receivers. Hey, uh, mate, I have no problem. They can do it. Yeah, uh, Pierre Garçon, the 49ers, are, are pretty much going to sign him. Uh, he had his best season under Kyle Shanahan as that starting X receiver in his system. Uh, there's reports that it's going to be $16 million in the first season, and everyone's throwing for the 49ers under the bus today for a whole heap of spending options. But we saw this with the Raiders a few years ago with Reggie McKenzie. You have a huge cap floor. You've got nothing appealing about your team or your roster. You have to overspend for what, uh, for players, and you just front-load the deals. This is what you have to do to just rebuild. They're not concerned about this year. Their, their goal is 2018, 2019. And These deals are fine. I don't, I don't know why people are throwing them under the bus. What else do you want them to do, not sign anybody? 
my dad lives in the 49ers world, right? So the only news my dad gets is 49ers related. He doesn't know what's going in any other team. I'm not sure he knows what the result of the Super Bowl was. The 49ers weren't in Lucky it. Him. Surprise. But he just he just looks at it and goes, he, he he's like mentioning all these numbers that are throwing around. And like nearly every article says, you know, paying a lot of money for this person, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, no one signed a deal like six years like this Kyle Shanahan guy has. That's pretty risky. Everything just looks sour for the team. But I don't see faults with anything they're doing. No. They got rid of Hayne. <laughs> number one, great move. Number one, number one. Got rid of Chip Kelly and Jared Hayne. Found, found success. Got rid of the locker room cancers. Yep. There's no more kneeling for the... Oh, we don't know about that. <laughs> the, the anthem, but... You know, Kaepernick's froze out the door. But Shanahan's long deal, they're doing this front-loaded deals like they did at um, uh, Oakland. Oakland. Oakland, thank you. Like you said, it's not that bad. And, no. like, you you will still have those players that want to live in that area. Mate, I'd live in the area. Oh, I love, love San Fran. And, yeah. And it's just everything about it. I don't oh. know. We're not going into this again, but no. we both love the oh, area, love the temperature, yeah. everything. Just anyway. <laughs> But you're still going to have those players that love the area, want to live there. You're yep. still going to have the players that um, see the 49ers as that, you know, that long enduring franchise that's been around for forever, had those glory years that everyone still remembers. And they, it's it's not that long ago since the Frank Gore days, the the Super Bowl that Kaepernick went to, funny enough, and you know that that defense that was just so scary it's not that long ago from all that it feels like forever ago but it's yeah. not that long ago no exactly and i think and it's not like it's not like the, the players he's signing are, are like are terrible players he's signing players that fit roles in his offense like he also signed marquise goodwin to play that taylor gabriel role in his scheme he's got garcon to play the x he added carl use use the fullback from uh, the Ravens, who was by far and away the best fullback in the NFL last season and will play a role in that receiving game. I think that's a great signing. I know it's a lot of money, but I, I find that that's a really great fit for, for his offense. He's going to play a role. We saw what he did with Patrick DeMarco last year in the, with the Falcons. I feel like they're just signing players that Shanahan knows what he's going to get um, and he has to and he's going to front load these deals and then when, the, when they start to build through the draft, they can just release these players for zero cap hits when they have a, an adequate replacement that they've acquired from the draft. Like, it's not that hard. I don't understand why so many people are throwing them under the bus and smart people as well. It just doesn't make sense. Like, take a step back and look at what the overall picture of what they've got to do. And it, it seems to me that they're going down that McKenzie-Oakland uh, route, and I'm fine with it. I just... The only thing I'm really hoping is that the 49ers, if Shanahan isn't super successful in the first year or two, depending on obviously his play calling and things like that, that all comes into consideration. But if if the pieces around him are failing, and it's not so much anything he's doing, and it's you know other things, but you can see glimpses of success, like we saw with the the Raiders for so often. We saw this young defense that showed sparks that we knew god if they had just a couple more pieces on offense they'd be great then they hit on Derek Carr and Amari Cooper in one season and the entire franchise was flipped on its head so that's just something like that that's all it takes and if they just keep a hold of Shanahan just be be patient yeah I I feel like they've learned from going through three coaches in a row over the last three years I feel like they'll they'll be patient this time um I might be giving Jed York a bit a little bit too much credit there because he's a bit of a wild card but uh 
We'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see what else is on the agenda for the 49ers because they've got a lot of cap room and there's still plenty of free agents out there. So we'll, uh, I think Malcolm Smith is a, a linebacker they also signed today as well. Uh, Kenny yep. Stills, four years, $32 million, 20 mil guaranteed to stay in Miami. Fine. Apparently got offers for 10 mil a year elsewhere. So it's actually a pretty good deal for the Dolphins. Um, they are capable of a good deal here and there, but they they do love to overpay for mediocre talent. Uh Andre Branch is on nine mil a season, which is just crazy. Uh, when everyone laughed or slayed them for the Olivier Vernon, the money that uh, they were going to give Olivier Vernon, now they give Andre Branch. Like that doesn't make sense. Like just that's that's baffling to me. But uh, some other free agents that are still waiting to hear on what's going to happen: Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Kenny Britt. Apparently, Kenny Britt's telling everybody he's signed with the Eagles. Are you happy with that or not? Um, as a third, fourth wide receiver, I'm fine. Kenny Britt. I think he's I mean. a fine. I think he's a number two. Like he played really well in a terrible, terrible team last year with bad quarterback play. You put him up with Carson Wentz. Like he's. I think you'd be. Yeah, I but I mean, great... there's also the there's there's also the whole. I don't know. There's, there are injury concerns, and I mean, when you're on an offense that's barely on the field, you got no chance to get hurt. So we'll see. We'll see if how it sign, goes. If you sign Kenny Britt, keep Jordan Matthews in draft like Corey Davis. Like you've got you've got three. Sort of like not. I don't want Corey Davis. You don't. You don't rate Corey Davis. I want my. I want Mike Williams. He's my number one wide receiver. Okay, fair enough. I just think Corey Davis would be if you get Kenny Britt. Because I. I also don't want Jordan Matthews, but that's a whole other yeah, thing. There's rumors about that. Jimmy Kemsky dropping some bombs. Would you be happy with a Deshaun reunion? Uh, no. Okay. All right, some uh, <laughs> some other moves that uh, we'll we'll quickly go through. Uh, there's a there's a list here on our side. I mentioned Kyle Usechek. Um One of my favorite moves is Patrick Demarco. Um, I, I thought this was a, a yep. really great signing by the Bills to bring Demarco into their building, considering that they they have you know that ground game that he's going to be you know out there lead blocking for Lashawn McCoy and Tyrod Taylor in the option in any option plays. And he plays a good role as a, as a receiver as well. I really like that signing of Patrick DeMarco, considering how important the fullback is for for Lashawn McCoy and, and that Buffalo offense. We've seen it, we saw it with Felton, and, and DeMarco is a massive upgrade over that. Yeah, I agree. I think Bills are in a really really weird stage. I don't. You you look at them and you're like, are they a few players away from being successful, or, a few or are they? <laughs> yeah, do they just need to lose some and rebuild? Like, I feel like if they got rid of LaShawn McCoy and traded him for something good and admitted they were in a rebuilding phase, no one would really bat an eyelid and be like, yeah, I can see this coming. That seems understandable. But then at the same time, I feel like if they get a good complementary wide receiver next to Sammy Watkins, then all of a sudden they're like, hey, this offense looks pretty bloody good. Yeah, so, it does. And their defense is, I don't know, they're a weirdly constructed team. But... Yeah, and the defense you thought last year was going to be, if anything, was going to be the successful part. Mm. You thought that was going to... I feel I like know. McDermott will, will do a good job in, in assembling talent and getting the best out of his players. So we'll wait and see what Buffalo do. But they've made some good decisions today, um, and then they ruined it by then signing another fullback in Mike Tolbert, which just made no sense. But anyway... <laughs> Like you lasted two and a half hours, Buffalo. Like, come on, man. He'll be like... he'll be there. He'll be there short yardage. Yeah, it's just weird. Like you have, just you know, these AFC East teams just keep falling over each other, and Patriots just on cruise control right now. I bet you there was a Mike Tolbert bid 
from the Patriots that um, Buffalo caught wind of and went, let's just sign him. Yeah. Let's just sign him so the Patriots The, the Patriots rumour team doing great guns, just killing <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, what's it. What's some other moves that you like today? The whole, the whole Calais Campbell thing, I didn't see him going to the Jags. I really didn't. I really, I don't know. I, I felt like at his age, he, it was obviously the money. The money is a huge factor. But fourteen million really, annually, according to it's, yeah CBS. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. How old is he now? You know, uh, he's he's getting up there. Um, I do know that he sounds like a a spooky monster when he talks. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, he's thirty is, years old. So, uh, I th- yeah, thirty. He's, crazy. 30 and now then he gets given that contract and like a position like that that's scary it's weird that they but, the jags seem to have a like a love for like really great run stopping defensive ends that have a ceiling as a pass rusher like jared mm. jared odrick and red bryant were similar players and campbell's way better but like malik jackson was very similar as well they keep drafting these dynamic pass rushes that yeah. don't seem to be getting a chance. There's a reason why they spend big every offseason. And the same with Miami. Like, it's just, it doesn't work out. They need to draft better. And it's, I love Kalei Campbell. I think he's such an underrated player, but it's just, man, like, apparently he went to the Raiders for a visit. Imagine if he signed with the Raiders with Khalil Mack and Irving and, yeah, and all like that. That, that would have been thing, much that better. That, to me, makes more sense. And then of the Broncos said they, you know, they kind of, felt out the situation but it didn't obviously they weren't going to pay him 14 million a year mm. so I, I um i'm skipping ahead but like a move i would like to happen it was going to be our next thing for me is like brandon williams that big run stuffing nose tackle apparently he's been linked to the giants for god knows what apparently they they want a nose tackle on a separate a different nose tackle on every single down um that's baffling but like for me if you miss out on clay campbell brandon williams would fill a huge need for denver you plug Brandon Williams in the middle there and allow, like, Ware and if he comes back and Miller to just, and Wolf to disrupt the passer, like, that would be a cheaper option than Kalei Campbell. Yeah. yeah. I like Brandon Williams. I've got nothing against that guy. Mm. It is an interesting, like, Kalei, I don't know. I don't know how, like, they, they have a lot of players on the defensive line. It's just going to be interesting to see what, what they do with them all because they've lost, they're sort of defensive mining Gus Bradley, so I wonder what their what their defense is going to look like. It's it's Todd Wash is the new coordinator. I have not, I do not know a thing about Todd Wash. <laughs> Me either. Didn't know. I know he's exceptionally clean. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> All right. Are we doing our burger bets? Are we doing anything like that? Oh, yeah, we got one more big signing to talk about. Uh, oh, a couple no, more, sorry. Not, yeah, we'll smash through it. Big. But the Ravens, they signed Denny Woodhead and Tony Jefferson. Jefferson's a huge signing considering they already have Eric Weddle. That's a, that's an insane center pairing. Um, but they need to address corner. Um, but that's that's it's a good corner class in this draft. So they could really restock that, that secondary, which was a major Achilles heel for them last year. So Jefferson next to Eric Weddle, that's a... That's a huge get for the Ravens. Woodhead's interesting. I would have liked to see him sign like with Denver where Mike McCoy is because we saw how well he used him. But um, it's interesting. Mate, everyone can't go to Denver, all right? I know, I know. But I just think McCoy would have been cool to reunite them. And, and I'm, I really wanted Kenneth Dixon to be the bell cow because he's good in the receiving game as well. So that affects uh, rest in peace Kenneth Dixon's fantasy value. 
Uh, we also had uh, Barry Church agreeing to the Jags as well. And then a big, big move was the Lions, uh, upgrading massively on the right side of their line, signing Rick Wagner from the Ravens in a, in a multi-year deal worth $9 million annually. So that's a huge upgrade over... I will, uh, I will give... They've been they've been look they've been looking for you know that piece for a long time. They're, they're set at tackles now with with Decker and and Wagner, so they've got some great protection there for, for Matt Stafford, and and they can uh, focus on the interior line, and that offense is looking good. Wagner's a a really great player. That still can't believe Glennon. What the. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is crazy. Uh, all right, so we've gone through a lot of the mi- deals. We, I don't know we've missed on some smaller players and things like that. We'll go we'll go through it like a team by team, like AFC NFC after it's all said and done over the next uh, week. But uh, there's still plenty of players left. So what's uh, you got a bold prediction, a burger bet, or, or a move that you'd like to see, or a move that you think will happen? What's uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, like I I know I I was like bringing this up, but I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> I've got a burger bet for you. All right, go on. I, I, think, the, I think the Colts aren't done. Um, I think Chris... They, ba- they signed what? They signed Jack Doyle and traded Dwayne Allen. Um, and I, You said I, they trade back. No, I said I, I think the Colts are not done yet with free agency. I think they're going to land one of these big oh, names. No. So, uh, Chris, so Ballard, Chris Ballard is not <laughs> around. So I think the Colts will either sign... Zeitler, the guard, Boyer, or Nick Perry. Would you be surprised if they signed Dontari Poe? No, I I was going to include that in the name, but I, in my section, but I probably thought you wouldn't take me up on the burger bed if I just throw like four or five names out. But I thought Boyer, Zeitler, and Perry are three of the biggest names in the free agency pool that are left. I feel like the Colts will sign one of those players. All right, hang on. Boyer, Perry, and who's the other one? Kevin Zeitler, the, the guard from Cincinnati. Ah, uh, nah. See, if you had a defensive player on there, I'd, I'd, uh, I might jump on it. But see, like, I don't know, Perry. I think the the Packers really want him back. I really think they want him back, and I think that the Packers see that Clay Matthews is hurt a lot. Julius Peppers is getting on. I don't know. I think they, I think they want Nick Perry back. I think that AJ Boy will join Philadelphia, and I'll take you up on that if you think. Boye's joining Philly. I'll take the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take the I take the field against Boye joining the Colts as well. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, you you won the coin flip at the combine. It's only fair I win the Boye stakes. So you know. Do I get a burger on that? Let's take no. <laughs> let's take the give us the give me the W there um, on Boye. But no, I I don't know. I feel like. You know, Chris Ballard is not messing around. I feel like we'll land one of those big three free agents that we need. Um, so what? I don't know. Are you going to take me up or not? I f- remove the guard with someone else and don't make it Don Tari Poe, oh, and I'll, but... I'll take it. God. Um, <laughs> you're making it difficult, sir. I... I'll add... Actually, I'll no, add... actually, just make it Nick Perry and Boye, and I say you won't get either of them. I'll add uh, Dante Hightower on there. All right, done. Even though I know he's signing with the Pats. All right, see, so taking me up on that. I got I'll one more. On Rex Burkhead will get more guaranteed money than Adrian Peterson. Ooh, <laughs> that's not bad. By the way, I'm so sick of AP in free agency. Every half an hour is like some sort of like relative leaking something about him that's not true, and then another half an hour later, the team's denying that they're interested. 
And I'm just like, yeah. I'm over this story. Like, uh, he's not even that good anymore. He's like 47 years old. Like, he's the last I, two you, seasons. You know what I'm saying? You think you'd, you'd, you'd know he'd be good if you joined the Patriots. I don't think he will join the Patriots, but you know he'd be good on that team. I could be good up. if I joined the Patriots. It's just, <laughs> no, like, I, I'm sick of doubting AP, but I'm just like, he hasn't been great for like two years. Like, let's just settle down. Like, he's not, it's not like it's AP in the middle of his career. Like, this is late era Adrian Peterson. It's not not as good as you get. Well, Meanwhile, Rex Burkhead is an ascending player that's just a beast on third downs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'll take you up on that. Yeah, just because I, I just because it was creative and I like it. Thank you. I uh, I am very much a Burkhead. If you are a Burkhead, where my Burkheads at? Um, you know, retweet us that, if you're a Rex Burkhead fan. That's, that's be, be careful. That's what that's <laughs> that's what. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you're saying Burkhead. I know. Anyway. Where, where my Burkheads at? That's the uh, that's the Rex Burkhead fan club. So. All right, next one. I'll, I'll throw a random one out there just because I don't think it's actually going to happen, but it sounds cool if it did. Okay. I think Glennon will get more money than Tony Romo. Oh, that is a good one. Okay, I'll take you up. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of didn't want you to because, like, Romo's still going to get paid. Anyway, it was fun. You, uh, don't, you don't know. Like, if he signs with Texans or the Broncos, it could be, like, a lot of bonuses in his deal rather than guaranteed money. So, like, it... Yeah. It's that's that's a good one. That's uh, that's a good one. Uh, who will get more money? Who will get more guaranteed money? AJ Boye or Stefan Gilmore? That's the crazy thing. Like that's crazy. I I like AJ Boye far more than Stefan Gilmore, but I don't know. Like, I, you've just you kind of got the feeling that if whoever goes first, the other one is going to be in a good position to like really cash in. So, cash me outside. Know. Cash me outside. Do you think Dante? See, Dante Hightower screams like possible bust if he goes somewhere else that's not a like uh, successful team already, an established team. If he goes somewhere and tries to be the you know the lone middle linebacker to build around, I think he's going to fail. Yeah, it, I don't think he'll be a, like a, a bust, but I just find he'll be nowhere near the play he's in New England. It's no, crazy. Exactly. He's, he's won them two Super Bowls. I know, and I, I feel, <laughs> Why I feel are you like, signing him? Don't you feel like when uh, Kruger and all that left the Ravens and they went everywhere else and tried, they cashed yeah. in, they all just disappeared? Oh, yeah, like, I, I know what it's like to have uh, former Ravens players fail uh, elsewhere. The Colts seem to sign <laughs> like a hundred of them. Um, Al, Alshon yeah. Jeffrey or Deshaun... Do you, do you think AJ Boyer gets paid more? I think he does. I feel like a lot of teams are interested, and it's AFC South teams. So when you're trying to lure a, a player from a division rival, I feel like you have to overpay. I reckon Philly get him. You reckon Philly? All right, let's just put a bet. Philly only has Jalen Mills. All right. You're taking Boye. I'm taking the field. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've just locked you in for kind of just Kind of just be Colts versus Philly, and then we draw if neither team get him. Okay, fine. That's fine. Thank you. Um, yeah, all right. The uh, yeah. who gets paid more per season, Alshon or Calais? Players. So fourteen million annually. Oh, that's a sweet spot. Like if I was setting the line for Alshon Jeffrey, I'd probably have it at like thirteen and a half or fourteen and a half. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to go with Jeffrey, only because right. I think I... only because I think he's going to stay in Chicago, and they have 
a bucket load of cap room, and they've been linked to every single player. They've been linked to Stefan Gilmore. They've been Mate, I think linked to everybody. I don't know. He he came out and said he wants to win a Super Bowl for Chicago. So I, hilarious. I, I'll give you that. I think I'll give you the field, and I'll take Jeffrey staying in Chicago. She. All right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. All right. Oh, cool. We've got some random this ones. Is why I I lose. These this is why I lose. We didn't plan this any of this. This is why I lose. This, this is, is great. Why I lose. Um, Can right. I? Would you? You'd definitely take the field, wouldn't you? If I said Terrell Pryor was staying in Cleveland, or do you think he's going to stay in Cleveland? I would take the field. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, I don't think he's staying in Cleveland whatsoever. It's gotten to a point where he's just like, nah. <laughs> um, some All of the, right. Some of the bigger names left on the uh, top 100 free agents. Uh, obviously, we talked about Jeffrey, uh, Brandon Williams, AJ Boye, Gilmore, Kevin Zeitler. He's a sneaky guy to get paid like Ricky Wagner money, like that nine million a year. Like he could get eight. Mm-hmm. He could easily get eight million a year. A, a lot of teams are interested in that because of this uh, offensive line class in the draft isn't quite as strong as. Many thought, uh, there's another one. Like, would you say no to Jamal Charles in Philly? I feel like he'd be a good no, fit for you guys. No, I wouldn't say no. I w- yeah, I think he would be a good fit. But then again, it's he'd have to come at a good price. Uh, I who, think he'd have to. Who gets more money? Uh, Eddie Lacy or Latavius Murray? Uh, I'd put him in the same exact bucket. I'd, I'd nearly give him identical deals if I was someone deciding. I just yeah you know I don't care. I, I just don't, <laughs> I, I, yeah it's so weird like these two are like you know we're pretty good and like we just don't care like it's just yeah. weird how devalued that running back position especially when you've got a strong running back class coming up and no one really cares about it would you, whatsoever. But would you pick Jonathan Hankins over Benny Logan? Would you pick Benny Logan over Hankins? Uh, I pref- I love Benny Logan. I feel like he's one of the most underrated he, I know he is... I know and it frustrates the hell out of me because teams know this and I feel like teams are just trying to stay quiet on him there's just nothing said I just feel like he's going to get paid as well I feel like people are going to be like not nah, stay quiet and we can you know sneak in a bid and grab him and then when everyone realizes that everyone's bidding on him I think he's going to get paid yeah. in I, terms I think... of in terms of like value per like in terms of the con- like Hankins is going to get a lot more money than Logan, so I would probably prefer Logan because he'd be cheaper. But like yeah. people don't realize that like Hankins feels Hankins has been in the NFL for a while. He's only twenty four. Like yeah. that's insane. This is the whole. This is the whole thing I have with um, Brandon Cooks. Like yeah. Cooks is younger than the people that are coming out of college joining the league now, and he's been in the season for th- he's been in the NFL for three years. Yeah, no, it's it, crazy. It is insane. And like even if Josh Gordon starts back up again, that guy's only twenty five. Like it's just some of these players are just. Are so good, so young. It's it is crazy. Like Jameis Winston's like twenty, like twenty three or something. Sorry, twenty. Um, like that's still, and he's been in the NFL for two years. Like it, it is just insane. Uh, I, I would probably prefer Hankins, but man, I I love Benny Logan. I feel like his impact on the Eagles was so underrated, and un, like when he wasn't there, it made a huge difference. Like I took notice when he was not playing. I would always like stream like whoever was playing against Philly in like DFS. Yep. Uh, one last little. Would you, would you also pick Benny Logan over um, Nick Fairley? Oh, Nick Fairley is another player that I like, and I feel like he's a bit misunderstood. It would come down to the money, but like it's pretty close. But I probably would prefer Benny Logan, only because oh. I've seen it more consistently. Yep. 
last couple of ones is yeah, Martellus Bennett is a big name, obviously. Where can you see or where would you like to see him land? Somewhere where they let him be him. I actually don't really care. I think he's kind of money driven. I don't think he has, I think he's won his Super Bowl and now he's going to kind of just be like, let me be me. Yeah. Plus, and, he's got his work yeah. in the Imagination Agency. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. I think where, yeah, where someone will let him be him, like because he's so entertaining, uh, yeah. he is great, and I'd love to hear he would expose a lot of like Belichick Brady stuff when he left too, which would be just fire, um, like what how how it was like a concentration camp playing <laughs> for him playing in New England where he wasn't allowed to speak for nine months, like it would have just killed him because he's just unloaded on Twitter the last few weeks, so it's uh. That's definitely very fun. Uh, I hope, hope, uh, yeah, it is uh, somewhere cool. Micah Hyde as well. There's talks that he's not going to return to Green Bay, and there's a few teams. Interesting. I always find him as a, as a as a great player, and he's in his great on special teams as well. So there's still some value out there. I know a lot of the big names have been signed, but there's still like even Javal Sheard was like pretty good for the Pats, and he's still out there as well. There's, there's plenty of value still available, even though it's not a great free agency class. Yeah, no. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the Panthers re-signed Ted Ginn, considering he's just been like a shining light for them every now and then? Uh, I really hope the 49ers sign him, so um, I can draft both of them in my fantasy team and name my team Gin and Jusic. Oh my! Nope, 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 nope. No, that's okay. that's uh, that's where we part ways. <laughs> part ways. Uh, like I'm still like I'm scrolling down this list, and there's still plenty of like, like you could buy low like risk reward signings. Like Morris Claiborne was a former pick, and he played pretty good this year when he was healthy. Uh, Ronald Leary was was great when he played for the Cowboys this year. He's available. Like there's a lot of value. I, I think. I think DJ Fluka is, um, if you can, I don't know. I still think he's he has upside and DJ Fluka can turn it around. I think he can, and the way he played last year means that you get him at like a, a crazy discount too because he, he mm-hmm. did not play that well. Because the so. season before that, he was fine. Exactly. Like, everyone has their value. And like, like Robert Woods is another player. Like, people don't realize, like, we're talking age. Like, Robert Woods is is crazy young. He's only, sorry, I know he's, I just need the exact age. He's only 24 as well. So, like, it's not like these guys' careers are, like, are over or they've hit the peak. Like, at 24, you're still ascending. Like, you're still, you still got plenty of le- plenty left to a- to achieve and, 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 like, get better at. So, there's a lot there for everyone that's looking for anything, really. Do you, uh, with the whole DJ Fluker thing, I think that, you know, the San, Di- San Diego, Los Angeles, but it was San Diego at the time, they were... They were moving him from guard and they moved him to tackle. And there was just so much inconsistency where he was supposed to be playing. And, you know, as soon as he started kind of getting on a roll, he was forced to, he was forced to play a new position. And even when like he started playing really well somewhere, they just, they needed him more somewhere else all the time. And he never got that. Yeah. So that, that frustrated me, especially for a player with, you know, who showed talent. So he's a big, Big kid, big kid. Big boy. Uh, all right, that's uh, pretty much the show. Uh, it's a long show. It always is with free agency. It's always some of our longest shows because there's just so much to 
to digest and and, and we so, also spent quite a lot of time on Pepsi vanilla and burgers and, and Mike Lennon's neck nonsense. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot. We didn't of spend neck. as much time as there were. Um, you know, if you if you type the transcript of this podcast, it would only take out take up the first like two percent of Glennon's neck. Wow! Like, you could stretch that neck to fit it into a typewriter, right? And just that's a weird image. Sorry, I went dark, very dark there. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, all right, no one's listening. Yeah, it's all right. Everyone's switched off by now. Well, uh, we'll be back probably Monday. Uh, I know you're uh, you've got uh, soccer and things on certain days, so I think. Uh, three or four more days, there'll be a lot more news. Uh, free agency officially starts. Uh, if you're listening to this, free agency probably has officially started a couple of hours ago, 8 a.m. on Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So it's it's off and away. And uh, Josh, that, yep. Do you know? Sorry, before you go, this is kind, it's football related, kind of, but your team was never graced with, um, you know, the walking profit that is Tim Tebow. Yes. But the fact that he played for Philadelphia Eagles and now I'm having to kind of relive it in a different sport that he's playing baseball for the Mets is just, you know, it's just... Did he play today or did the weather rule that out? No, he had his first at-bat and he got struck out. Like, I just... I was sitting there watching it and I'm just... I just shook my head. And even, he like, it was a strikeout. Um, there was no debating it, and he turns around and looks at the umpire like, you serious? "Damn it! Are you kidding me?" Did he anyway. just wave two fingers and then the 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 uh, guy changed his know. mind? <laughs> yeah, he re- uh, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna be there in the Vatican City when he gets canonized as a saint. You know that, right? Oh, you want to? We're definitely going. We're gonna pod live. Wait, my my dad just got back from Vatican City after watching the Pope give. Give, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what this is. A sermon? Uh, sermon, that's it. Damn. Ceremony? I kept saying ceremony in my head. I'm my like, no, my religion like lingo on point. Boom. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he watched, Dad watched the whole sermon from the Pope in Italian. Cool. So he didn't know what was going on for like 10 minutes. Shout and out then to Mrs. recorded Brown. the whole thing and sent it to me. Shout out to Mrs. <laughs> Brown for my religion uh, lingo. She, uh, she taught me well. Uh, all right. That wraps right. up the show. And Love you. I'll as, as, you yeah, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Woot at Max Vanilla Lover. <laughs> Woot, etc. You can find me. Max Woot, Vanilla Lover sounds like a terrible Twitter handle and something very, very My worse 70s than it. porn star name. Yes, exactly. At, Max Vanilla. At Woot, etc. <laughs> uh, you can follow him on Twitter. It's great to have him back and it's great to be back. And we'll be back on Monday to talk more free agency and then after all that we'll uh, turn our attention to the 2017 NFL draft in Philadelphia that wraps up the show as always find us on Twitter at Wootenwire Facebook the Wootenwire show and listen on iTunes Stitcher Wooshka and Radio Hub and uh, we'll be back next week thanks guys AJ Boy!